TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Bond. James Bond. Welcome. It is Bowerly News Radio 930 WBEN. Loves. Good to be with you. And uh, talking about uh, motorcycles. And uh, kind of interesting because uh, Dear Abby of the New York Post uh, article from, uh, well, it was a letter from a lady who is married to a gentleman who has a motorcycle, wants to get a bigger, badder motorcycle, and they've got a young family. And she's really concerned about uh, his safety and, of course, the future of the family. And uh, no sooner do I uh, find this uh, situation in the New York Post and Dear Abby when uh, I find out that uh, one of the listeners uh, to this show and somebody who actually wanted to buy me a beer at some point, uh, John Hodel, local motorcyclist, uh, died last week. Apparently a vehicle turned in front of uh, John and uh, he died in his wife's arms. Just a terrible story because she was driving home with uh, at least one of the kids in the car. And is that daddy's bike? And uh, she went out of the car and uh, held him. And he literally uh, died in her arms. And it's just a heartbreaking story. And, you know, on the personal side, um, although I never met John, um, on a personal side, I really would like a motorcycle. However, I hear stories like that, and I see the way people drive out there in general, and the idea horrifies me. I'm not particularly concerned about myself. I am concerned about other people doing goofy things in front of me. And just consider this, even in, if you're in an, especially if you're in an 18 wheeler, oh, you see, you see the very best of human driving behavior, do you? But uh, as far as the uh, situation I think we've all been in, you're driving along, there's nobody within a mile of you, and 20 feet from you, somebody decides to pull directly in front of you and then die. Like, All you had to do was wait five seconds. You could have had the road all to yourself, but you pulled in front of me only to die in front of me. But why? Uh, I don't trust other people on the road. And I do believe that getting a driver's license ought to be a lot more difficult than it is. The Germans are sticklers for driver education. 803-0930, star 930, 1-800-616-WBEN. So my question to you is kind of, uh, there's a whole bunch of questions, but the main one revolves around, is a motorcycle worth the risk of everything that could go wrong on a motorcycle? I just told you a story about a horrible, fatal accident, but 
There are life-altering accidents that happen every single day. You break a hip, your life is never going to be the same. You crack a vertebrae, your life is never going to be the same. Um, it, it, our human bodies can only withstand so much trauma, uh, and then they start doing goofy things on us. 803-0930, the phone number, star 930 on the cell phone, 1-800-616-WBEN. Uh, give me your thoughts on motorcycles, especially those of you who ride. Why do you do it, and how do you justify the risk? And again, folks, we all take risks every single day. I understand that. I have solo flown single engine fixed wing aircraft, and I rather like it. But at this point, it ain't worth fighting the FAA uh, to get some kind of a medical waiver. It just it, I'm just at the point in my life where it just isn't worth it. Uh, let's go to uh, Tim in California on WBEN. Tim, welcome to the show. You are on thank, WBEN thank in you Buffalo. Again, uh, letting you know this Friday I will be 71 years old. I've been riding on the street for 20 years. I've never had a ticket or an accident. I've had two racing motorcycles. That's the only time I ever had an accident because I used to race speedway bikes like they do in Batavia and Owego. They don't have brakes. So if somebody goes down in front of you, you either slide into them or crash into a wall. So uh, it's been as safe as anything. Um, it's funny. How do you live your life doing a cost-benefit analysis? Because, for example, I am much more comfortable on the street riding my motorcycle than I am going into a bar. And apparently you're a big clubber, and that's fine. I don't drink, but bars make me nervous. You walk some guy with a, walk by some guy with a pool cue, he might take it out on you. Some guy thinks you're staring at his girlfriend. It's just, I give me, give me a motorcycle 70 miles an hour. And here in California, we can lane split. And once I learned how to do that, I feel as safe as any NASCAR driver or any soldier in a tank. Give me an armored jacket, give me a helmet, and I'm good to go. So what else? Well, I've, I've never, I've never had to put on an armored jacket or a helmet to uh, walk into any club uh, into which I go. As far as a cost-benefit analysis of uh, going somewhere, uh, the places I go tend to be somewhat on the sedate side, um, and. Uh, basically free of uh, most violence. Um, can't say all violence, but most violence. But my cost-benefit analysis of going out and having a drink and dinner, to me, that's a very low-risk activity. Uh, getting on a motorcycle at 70 miles an hour, that's a high-risk activity. Okay. Well, yesterday you were revisiting the blizzard of 2022. Do you ever do a cost-benefit analysis of how safer you would be living in San Diego, California, or Miami, Florida, where you don't have to worry about blizzards or slipping on ice and ending up with a broken back. I know you're, uh, you're not I, a I, spring chicken. You are younger than me, but that's still a very real possibility. Oh, I, I do, I do cost-benefit analyses of pretty much everything in life. Okay. I'm not going to say I'm not going to tell you that I'm paralyzed by fear with everything I do because I'm not. But I absolutely consider the risk versus the reward, the cost versus the benefit. Absolutely. Okay. Especially, I, especially, especially financially. I have I have a daughter who is a teacher. She has a master's degree in education. She and her husband in their late forties have never flown on an airplane because their statistics tell them they are much more in control in their motorcycle on the street. And not only a regular motorcycle, they ride a Russian Ural sidecar. They're inherently unstable. I don't even like them. And I've been on the street for 20 years. See, so I don't, I don't think, I don't think, think that that, battles. 
Well, I, I, well, yeah, but there's some battles that don't make sense uh, because year after year, commercial airline travel per passenger mile flown is the safest way to get from point A to point B. Uh, and Which I tell the, my daughter all the time. Well, oh. being, well okay, I'm, I, I'm preaching to the choir here, but I mean, you know that uh, that's that's the safest way uh, to transport a human being. A uh, motorcycle is not. I mean, a motorcycle is absolutely less safe than hopping on a commercial airliner. And of course, look, there's, al- there's always going to be the outlying statistic. There will be the plane that goes down. Uh, fortunately, the last major crash we've had in this country was uh, 3407 here in, uh, in, in Clarence, New York. What I would recommend you do, I, I used to have a girlfriend. She was 50 at the time. I got a motorcycle. She wanted to get a motorcycle. You take the Motorcycle Safety Foundation class. You are on a high school parking lot. You don't go over 25 miles an hour. You end up doing figure eights, so you have to stop and start and time when the person is going to cross in front of you. You do that. Then get a nice 300cc motorcycle, which there are dozens of them now. You're not going to go over 90, and it's exhilarating. You go out on a Saturday or Sunday, like the other people have said. You get to hear the birds chirping. You get to breathe the fresh air. You want to take a little side road to go up to some lake that a four-wheel drive vehicle can't even make it up? You can do that. So, you know, it just adds one more skill set to your resume. Well, okay, uh, and you know that's that's fair enough. It's a skill set at this point that uh, I, I I can do without because uh, something else. I when it comes to driving, uh, one of the things with me anyway is I'm very concerned about the safety engineering of an automobile. If I'm going to drive something or buy something, it is going to get the highest maximum score there can be because there are certain broken bones and fractures in my body that I have no interest in revisiting again ever. Uh, so the, the way I look at it is the more uh, armor with which I can surround myself, the better off it's going to be, not just for me, but uh, for anybody. Okay, so you have a listener who's got a totally rebuilt 57 Chevy with a blown 454 motor. It's got a seat belt. It doesn't have airbags or anything. You're going to turn down his offer to go for a ride in it? Uh, yes, I would, because okay. I will not go for a ride in it. I will drive it. <laughs> uh, yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> $25,000 car. All right. Well, it's always I, a pleasure. I, I think, nice to hear you all the way out here in California. Keep well, up sir, I, I, I think I the proper – Sir, I think, I, I think the proper response would have been, over my dead body, Tom. Yeah, okay. <laughs> All right, brother. Thank, thank you very much. Absolutely. <laughs> yep. And uh, like I say, don't worry about the cold. It's just, I'll tell you, this has been the longest lasting summer cold I've ever had. But I feel, I feel fine. I feel magnificent. It, I mean, it, really, I wouldn't be here working if I didn't feel great. Just s- sound like butt, sound like butt but feel like uh magnificent uh talking about motorcycles for right now and uh, john on a cell phone john you're on wben give us your take on uh, motorcycles uh, whether you feel safe on motorcycles what's uh, what's the scoop by you yes how's the reception there good uh y- yes it is i have just uh, yes i have just received a pass yes. and i have just walked into the end zone Wonderful. Excellent, sir. Listen, I wanted to just confirm uh, also on Route 5, that accident with the tire disassembled. I just witnessed that uh, live. I'm out on Route 5 right now. So I've been surfing. I've been a motorcycle uh, enthusiast since age three, four, and always on a sport bike. 
Uh, I've had 11, all different makes, manufacturers, uh, engine sizes. And I can say there is a drive, there's a, a desire. Um, all the things I've been listening to your show all day and for many years, um, you know, that, that drives someone to say, yes, this is something I want to do, and I'm going to do the right thing to learn how to operate the machine right. Um, long story short, I've crashed um, like probably eight out of those 11 bikes for a variety of reasons. As you mentioned, it's not always me. Sometimes it's me. Sometimes it's another rider, another vehicle. And having said that, I'm still alive at 43, you know, and having an interest, you know, since the age, you know, 40 years, I've loved motorcycles. So I keep getting them. You know, there's been a couple times, a couple pretty serious scares. I'll share just a real quick story with you. Sure. Um, Wednesday, Wednesday nights, uh, out at Lancaster Speedway, it's kind of been like this fast and furious night for the past 20 years. So the gauntlet for the police officers is from the airport out all the way out Genesee. Coming out, coming out of the, um, the racetrack the other night, I had, let's say, a pack of three or four sport bike riders, probably 20 years old, um, you know, ripped by me at probably 80, 90 miles an hour. I was doing the speed limit, which is 45. Again, I've been riding over 20 years on sport bikes both on the street and racetracks, road courses. And I just continued to do the speed limit. Police officer pulled up behind me and trailed me almost all the way to the airport, so several miles. Didn't pull me over, didn't put on his lights, because I just continued to do the speed limit. And he thought I was part of this pack. Eventually, people were pulled over all over the place, left, right. So I guess my, my long-winded you know, proclamation is, especially for the younger riders that are 20 years old out there listening to this, this is an old 43-year-old geezer now, you know, that still rides the bikes. I've got a 2023 GSXR 1000. It's the top of the line, you know, set one of the fastest production bikes you can buy. Very rarely ride it. Um, much prefer to ride on a racetrack, closed circuit. If you go down, you're not going to hit a guardrail or a barrier and also multiple injuries. So any questions you might have of a longtime um, crotch rocket rider that rides semi-professionally, if you will. Yes. Certainly. Actually, actually, I, I, I would not mind asking you a quick, uh, couple of questions at all. Number one, why the sport bike? Why not a Harley? When I think of motorcycles, I think of Harleys. Absolutely. Great question. Well, I will say, Tom, we've talked before. I, I've tried to influence you to, to get on a surfboard. I'm actually on my way out to uh, the South Towns right now with a surfboard in my car. So there is a certain adrenaline rush with mountain climbing, rock climbing, motorcycling, martial arts, a variety of those, you know, um, adrenaline rush, you know, they call me an adrenaline junkie. Yes, I've gone skydiving. Um, so, again, since I was a kid, there's a, there's a picture floating around in my house somewhere, my mom's place, you know, of me sitting on the back of a, a cruiser, like an all-1970 uh, Harley-Davidson, and one of my cousins out in the South Towns. And ever since that day, and then watching shows like Chips, you know, which was California <laughs> Highway Patrol, things like this, um, you know, kept me interested and again multiple crashes later broken bones but now the opposite end of that is i actually work in death care that said i see people at 33 pass away commit suicide do so i say to you tom and all the listeners too if you have a personality type where you can control and discipline yourself enough to learn that craft well enough yes it still doesn't say anything for other riders and other uh, vehicles on the road you have to ride for them too you have to know and anticipate, and then even sometimes, unfortunately, when it's your time, there's nothing you can do about that. So, to the fear portion, the, the portion that, or the concern, I'll say, 
for you or any other potential people that want to learn how to ride, want to learn how to surf, want to do whatever it is. You only live once on this earth, and what happens beyond that, no one knows. So fulfill those dreams. You know, it's, it's, it's reachable. It's attainable for, you know, most of the population. And that, my friend, is a subjective analysis that you have made. The fun, the enjoyment, uh, and the happiness and pleasure you derive from doing the things you enjoy doing, um, that makes it a very easy cost-benefit analysis for you. For for yes, me, yes, yes, uh, for, for me, that's just just that's not my thing. I would rather I would rather sit around the house and try to figure out how to play the entire uh, solo for Pink Floyd's "Time." I, I you know what, Tom? It's ironic. I actually have been playing the guitar since I was a little kid. My dad was a guitar teacher, so we've got we've got many things in common, from massage therapy to cars huh. to music to all martial arts. Um, but again, just the encouragement but also the safety call. The real reason I called and I pulled over on the side of the road and waited on hold to talk to you and to the listeners is because I know there's a whole new group, and every year there's a new group of 20-year-old kids, male, female, whatever, and they, it is unfortunate that they're, they're most of the discipline and the maturity level isn't there, and many of them unfortunately pass away. Um, but there's also something to be said about someone that, have not only ridden those motorcycles for many, many years in a safe and also a very aggressive way, um, and still be alive to talk about it now. Well, I wish, sir. I, w- I wish. I, I, I'm, I'm out of time for this segment. I hope you will call back oh, in the future. Uh, I, I appreciate it. Um, I, I don't know where the time has gone, but frankly, y- your calls today, guys. Um, can I can I give you an A plus without sounding like I'm blowing smoke up your butt? A plus calls. A plus. Absolutely outstanding calls today thank thank give yourselves a round of applause but seriously well done uh coming up we've got news with tom puckett and then going to talk about this uh sexual assault situation involving uh migrants here on news radio 930 wben tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone news in order to secure convictions in a court of law it is essential that we conclusively sports clock at four Donchich, the step back three, you bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. If your day sounds like. We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through. You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame. Two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Modelo, the markable fighter. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois.
All righty. Welcome, loves. It is uh, Bowerly on News Radio 930 WBEN. Well, you know, sometimes the best laid plans of mice and men. Uh, Frank Todaro is not going to be able to join us. Uh, just got word on that front. So that's the bad news. The good news is we can continue the topic that has been a tremendously successful one on News Radio 930 WBEN. Uh, now, unfortunately, uh, well, here's, here's how this whole thing played out. Um, found out last week, uh, or a few days ago anyway, uh, found out that uh, an individual who was a fan of the show and who, for whatever reason, always wanted to meet me was involved in a fatal motorcycle accident. And all I know, or what I believe I know, is that uh, a vehicle made a left-hand turn without seeing the motorcycle, and the motorcycle uh, crashed into the side of a truck, and uh, the individual uh, on the motorcycle did not survive. And the especially tragic part of the story is where this took place, uh, the man's wife, and they were high school sweethearts, the uh, man's wife was driving down the road in the opposite direction, saw a motorcycle that was down, and uh, one of the children said, that looks like daddy's motorcycle. And uh, mom said, cover your eyes, and got out of the car and uh, was there for her husband's last moments. At least he was able to regain consciousness and look his wife one more time in the eye before he expired. And obviously, it's a very emotional story. And uh, the grief, obviously, in that family is absolutely mind-boggling, and it's terrible. And I wish uh, I wish the family nothing but the best. Uh, it's going to be a very, very difficult period of time of mourning, and uh, just my deepest, deepest condolences. And if nothing else, I hope that in having done, and I'm going to continue taking calls, by the way, on motorcycles and why you do it. Um, if nothing else, it is my fervent hope that maybe, just maybe, people's consciousness might have been raised in some small degree to be a little bit more cognizant and conscious of motorcycles on the road. I don't ride. I've been on a motorcycle twice in my life. I greatly enjoyed it. And as I've said on this program today, and as I've said many times before, if I wasn't such a coward, I would get a motorcycle. But when it comes to motorcycles, I am a coward. And we all, look, we all have things uh, about which we have cowardice. Some of you are scared of spiders and snakes. Personally, I capture spiders and let them outside my house. Snakes don't bother me at all. If you were to give me the keys to a single-engine fixed-wing airplane and say, take it off, fly it, and come back and land, I'd be more than happy to do that. But if you gave me the keys to a motorcycle, even if I knew how to do it, I don't know that I would do it. Uh, for whatever reason, motorcycles scare me. And it's not, how do I say this? It's not the motorcycle itself that I find scary. What it is, is the way people are driving, I find very scary. And we've talked about this in passing uh, in recent days, but it seems to me, and I could be crazy, there's always that possibility, but I could be crazy, but I really believe that the pandemic had 
a real negative effect on a lot of people's personalities. Um, I, I think that a lot of people went a little bit screwy during the pandemic. I think the anger quotient in America is skyrocketed since the pandemic because you had a bunch of free people in the United States and basically they were locked down. You were locked down for how many how many years? How many years? How many events did you miss? Uh, so much death, so much tragedy because of COVID. Uh, obviously, we are past the pandemic at this point, but uh, let's face it, I think people got a little bit squirrely and at least in an automobile and I'm, I'm not kidding. If, if I'm going to buy a car, and my car is getting to be rather on the venerable side right now, but one of the considerations that I have before I buy an automobile is how does it rank in terms of crash safety? Because I want something as strong as possible around me. Uh, I'm not a particular fan of smaller cars uh, unless they are particularly well-made and particularly able to withstand a crash. And I told you uh, and my question to you, by the way, and I still have time to take your phone calls. I wish I hadn't said goodbye to the caller who was right before the news at 530 because he was a great caller and I had to interrupt him because I thought I had a guest coming up, which uh, is not going to happen. But if you are a motorcyclist, why? What? what is there about being on a motorcycle that you need to do it? Because, and I, I don't mean this in some negative being a jerk way, it, it just seems like for some of you, it is a compulsion. It is something you have to do. In order for your life to feel fulfilled, you want a motorcycle. You need the open road. You want to breathe the air. You want to enjoy whatever sounds you can hear outside of the motorcycle. You like the view that you get in a motorcycle. And you know what? I, I understand that. But for me, personally, I, I don't know whether it is a lack of courage uh, it may very well be uh, not exactly the bravest guy in the world with a lot of things, but I I am scared out of my mind, which uh, that if I were to get a motorcycle, I would be the guy within a week, I'd end up getting into a serious accident. I don't trust the way other people drive. Now, if you're listening to this show, you are a great driver. I know that about you without even knowing you. You're a great driver, okay? But let's face it, the people who are listening to other radio stations right now, they don't know how to drive. And in addition to the story uh, involving the local gentleman I referenced earlier, uh, there's a story, uh, a Dear Abby, actually, in the New York Post. And I just, I want to go back and I want to read this again. And I want to take your telephone calls as far as whether you agree or disagree with what this lady is saying. And she writes, <clears throat> excuse me, Dear Abby, my husband and I have three children and I feel really lucky to be able to stay at home with them. I appreciate how hard my husband works so that I can do this. Our kids are young. So we are in a somewhat tedious season of life without a lot of rest, but it's just a season, and it's already going by so fast. Recently, my husband became interested in motorcycles and bought a nice vintage one. I was fine with it because he rides it only in our neighborhood. It isn't very fast. I understand he needs an outlet, and I want him to have a hobby, but I wish it wasn't motorcycles. He now wants to buy a real motorcycle he can ride on the highway. 
I think motorcycles are dangerous, and I would be absolutely devastated if anything happened to my husband. I shared my feelings with him, and he said he would hold off on buying another one right now, but he often watches videos of motorcycles, and I feel bad for squashing his dream. Am I overreacting about the danger? I just think it's irresponsible when we have a young family and so much at stake. Plus, I love him with all my heart. Signed, Scared of Speed in North Carolina. I'd I'd like your take on that. I'd like your thoughts on this because I don't think she's alone. And I think that there are probably men who are dealing with women who want a motorcycle. Uh, There are a lot of women bikers. I mentioned one of them, our dear friend, uh, veterinarian Dr. Helen Sweeney. She loves her motorcycle. She rides all the time. And interestingly enough, uh, Dr. Sweeney is uh, the widow of uh, the deceased town of Tonawanda police detective, Kevin Sweeney, whom I knew very well. And it's, uh, he was, he was a big biker guy. Uh, not, not a big physical imposing, physically imposing man, but he loved his motorcycles and Helen loves hers too. Let's go to uh, Kevin in uh, North Amherst on WBEN. Kevin, I'm glad you're still there on this uh, motorcycle topic. I thought we were going to switch gears, but that didn't happen. No problem, buddy. Well, one of the best things with my motorcycle was that it was the final straw for my divorce. And so I got divorced, and that's the best thing that could have ever happened to me. But any, anyway. What, what, wait, well, now, now you've got my curiosity peaked. Uh, uh, what was wrong with the marriage as you analyze it now? Because 2023 has been the summer of breakups. So I don't know when yours happened, but. This is going back to 2012. Oh, well, you so. beat the curve. Okay. Yeah, right, right. But anyways, I my daughter ended up living with me and that, and she ended up buying a, a nice four-door Jeep. She does well for herself. And uh, she's like, hey, Dad, uh, could you uh, help me take the doors off and, and take the top off? <laughs> and, I, and I'm like, okay, kid, but what if somebody T-boned you? And my bike just happened to be parked right next to her Jeep, and she said, Dad, what if somebody T-bones you? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Touche. Let's go back to uh, Kevin uh, talking about his daughter getting a Jeep, saying, hey, can you help me get the doors off and uh, take the roof down? Uh, Dad says, well, what if you get T-boned? And then daughter looks at your motorcycle and says, what if you get T-boned? Yeah, I said, I, I, res- I, I what else could I say? Nothing. Yeah, you know she, had I mean? you, she had you by the short hairs. Yeah, yeah, and then some, you know what I'm saying? But but you're see, you're you're her dad. You have every right and just like mom, moms and dads have every right to worry about our children whether they are 17 or 37 or 57. Yeah. yeah when she was like 16 or 17, I remember taking on my bike, taking her out on my bike for the first time my daughter. And uh she had been on four-wheelers and 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 that kind of thing and I just remember pulling out of the driveway, and I'm heading down Campbell Boulevard, and uh, I look in in my mirror, and I could see her face, and boy, it was a mile-wide smile. You know, it was really something. You know what? I I will share with you, I had the same experience that twice I've been on a motorcycle, but what, what is there to you, sir, about being on a motorcycle that you think it makes sense. And again, please understand, I'm not trying to be a jerk on the radio. I'm not. It's just, uh, when when I consider the statistics, though, of 12 
per 100,000 uh, fatals in a car, 72 per 100,000 fatals on motorcycles. That those I don't like those numbers. I don't like those odds. Why do you do it? Uh, because it's just like, I don't know, it's freedom, I suppose. Why not? You go here to there, and you get good parking when you go to places. <laughs> you know, like, like bars and uh, whatever, where you go into a concert or whatever, whatever have you, you know? Uh, I remember it, taking everybody to the Buffalo Blues Fest some years back. Oh, we drove. We we were able to ride right in there by the uh, silo. You know. No, I thought you were going to say by the asylum, uh, but I'm glad you cleared that up and said the silos. That's where uh, I'm uh, residing right now is the asylum. Yeah. Well, we'll all we'll all be there sooner or later, my friend. Uh, how many motorcycles have you owned in your lifetime? Uh, I can't count. A lot. I mean, I can, but I can't remember exactly how many. What, what has been? Before. What has been your all-time? What has been your all-time favorite? My all-time favorite car was a Porsche 911 uh, S, and I got rid of it, and I because I wasn't driving it anywhere. It was a hunk of metal in the driveway. You know, made money off of it, but had I held on to it a little bit longer, it would have been a lot more money. Yeah, well, my last one was a 1984 shovelhead. It was like the full dresser, but not exactly. You know, that that thing was cool, you know, and also my, well, the car I have now is an 87 IROC Z. Oh, very nice. Yeah. Very nice. Oh, it's a barn find. It's original. Oh, well done. Great. Oh, yeah. And it's yellow because they only, there's only 300 of these left in existence, apparently. I'm, I'm what, is, what is that? What is that price out on uh, Hemmings? You, you looked one up lately? No, I have no idea. You know, like mine's not, uh, mine's a driver. You know what I mean? It's not a, a, a showroom condition, but it shows its age, and that's how I like it But because patina is hip these days. Yes, it is. Patina is hip. Uh, yeah, thank I, you. Thank, thanks very much for the call, Kevin, and uh, w- wish your daughter luck with that Jeep, okay? Well, she got rid of it. Oh, well, which, what's she driving now? Another Jeep, but uh, uh, like a Cherokee. All right, Roger that. Uh, thank yeah. you very much. Well, okay. p- thank hey. thank you. No, pe- people. Uh, there is a Jeep club. I mean, people people love their Jeeps. I had a Jeep Wrangler at one point. I never quite got the whole uh, Jeep wave, the whole Jeep, it's a way of life thing. I never quite got that. Just like back in the 80s, people with BMWs used to do secret hand signals, and I never quite got that either. Then again, I probably shouldn't have been parked by myself at Como Lake Park. Anyway, uh, it is... <laughs> it is uh, coming up on 5:56 at News Radio 930 WBEN. Thanks to Josh Schmidt behind the glass making the magic happen. Uh, we'll be back uh, tomorrow uh, between two and six here on News Radio 930 WBEN. And day by day, the summer cold is getting better. So just in time for my vacation, I'm sure I'll sound just wonderful. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. 
After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.